are you feeling? Do people really want to know? Do you even know? How we are feeling varies based on who we are, where we are, what we're doing, how healthy we are. Lots of things can affect how we are feeling. And salt, our taste for salt, and our taste for things in general, can really guide us to what we need if we tune in and pay attention. Our bodies were designed to help us get what we need. We have taste receptors in various places throughout our body, not just on our tongue. But our tongue is tasting tastes, and our body is kind of sensing the chemicals that are in or around our blood, vessel, blood vessels or other cells. And it's kind of sending signals on whether we are satisfied or whether we need more of something, whether we are hungry or full, kind of, of that particular taste. So we have sweet receptors for carbohydrates, which gives us energy, and we have sour receptors for acidity levels. If we get too acidic, it can become toxic and cancer-prone, and too acidic can risk death. And of course, too alkaline is also a risk, but that is less common than becoming too acidic. But we have to pay attention, and we have to kind of tune in to how we are feeling and remember it. Connect it to what we ate or drank, and pay attention to whether it is making us feel better or worse. And remember, that made me feel worse. Don't do that again. And this made me feel better. I should do more of that. That is kind of learning education by trying things. We can also be educated by book learning. What others have learned and are just advising, telling us would be a good idea to do and may work, probably will work, likely will work. But for our own individual genetics, our individual needs, our individual health and activity level, guidance can only be guidance. It can't know precisely what's going on in your body the way your own taste receptors can tell whether things are kind of too salty. That's another taste receptor, salt. So salt to taste. That kind of means not just whether you think it's like a recipe amount, good amount. It means right at that moment, at that meal, are your taste buds signaling to you that this is a good amount? Or this is really, I am kind of wanting something more. Or, oh my gosh, this is overpowering. This is way too much. Stop eating. In really sweaty weather, it may be going to taste great, and we may want more of it. At other times, we might have overdone it and need to quit eating the chips or whatever the salty food might be. Salt to taste means kind of tune in to where your body is at. Is this a good amount of salt right now? There are five main types of taste receptors. Salty, sweet, sour or acidic, umami, protein, savory flavor, and bitter taste receptors. The bitter taste receptors can help guide us towards a medicinal amount of food when we are not healthy. On the tongue, the bitter and other taste receptors are sensing any chemicals with that taste and sending the brain a message about the flavor of the bite of food in the presence of a little or a lot of the taste. More of the chemical taste being present in the bite and more taste receptors will fire, letting the brain know there may be too much of that taste in the food and to slow down or stop eating it. Within the body, sweet, salty, acidic, and umami taste receptors tend to also be sensing the environment for the presence of these nutrient or pH balanced chemicals. The brain is sent a message about too little, enough, or too much of the nutrients. The sweet sugars are used for energy or building blocks for molecules that contain sugars. 
Sodium is an electrically active ion involved with fluid balance of the blood and is used to send nerve signals along with potassium. Acidity taste receptors would help with keeping our blood pH within the narrow range needed for health. Not too acidic or too alkaline. Yamami taste receptors are a more recent discovery. Their purpose in areas besides the tongue might be to tell if protein building supplies of amino acids are adequate or to help protect us from eating something that is too fermented if spoiled food or too heavily seasoned. Glutamate and aspartic acid can overactivate the brain and excess may be involved with development of Alzheimer's dementia or cancer. More about food sources of glutamates and how the damage may occur is included in the episode Hangry and Anxious Part 2. The bitter taste receptors are the most sensitive. They may be activated by a chemical present in only a ten-thousandth of the amount of sugar that it would take to activate a sweet taste receptor. We need sugars in bulk as an energy source. We need a lot of them. We only need a tiny amount of bitter-tasting phytonutrients to help our health, and too much of bitter-tasting chemicals can often be a signal of a toxin or a toxic amount of the phytonutrient that might be helpful in tiny amounts. Black pepper, oregano, hot pepper, potent in very small amounts, but helpful for us in those small amounts, and tasty. Bitter taste receptors that are found in other areas of the body can do a variety of other functions rather than just send the brain a signal that a bitter taste is present. In other areas of the body, there are different types of bitter taste receptors, which only respond to certain bitter tasting chemicals, and when activated on the outside of a cell, the bitter taste receptor can cause useful actions to take place within the cell. Bitter taste receptors in other areas of the body can perform helpful actions, such as thinning mucus in the respiratory system, open the airways, and help increase the movement of mucus up and out of the lungs by the waving motion of the hair-like cilia being increased, which line the airways. Imagine a stadium wave of hands rippling along the sports arena. Cilia wave in unison, wave-like motions that move the dust or other irritants up and out of the lungs within the thin mucus. Too congested, thick mucus will clog the lungs and, and be difficult for the cilia to move out. Capsaicin can also thin mucus. A geraniol found in violets and other perfume flowers is used as a flavoring, and it can activate bitter taste receptors in our skin melanocytes that then tell the cell to make more melanin for more of a suntan. A C the episodes on problem solving and terpenes for more about geranial and melanocytes. Eat to taste. Tune in to what foods seem to be particularly satisfying for different types of feelings. Then, as we are eating, certain tastes might become associated in our memory with helping certain symptoms. The capsaicin of hot peppers and a high dose of niacin can both get the mucus in your nose dripping for reasons other than bitter taste receptors activation of the TRPV channels is occurring, while citrus peel can cause a thinning of our mucus by activating the bitter taste receptors within the lungs. The bitter tasting phytonutrients found in the pith and stronger flavored outer zest of citrus peel are activating bitter taste receptors in the intestines too. They can help our digestion and even our blood sugar control 
and the appetite may also be reduced, helping our weight control. The citrus phytonutrients are activating the bitter, bitter taste receptors in the intestines before they reach the lung cells. And our taste buds on our tongue can help guide us to how much seems good, and then all of a sudden it might seem like too strong, too powerful, stop eating. So our tongue taste is kind of connected via our brain with those taste receptors that are also sensing the chemicals in the intestines and throughout the rest of the body. So we might find ourselves craving something like citrus if we're congested. Bitter tasting phytonutrients in the citrus peel can activate the bitter taste receptors in the lungs, and it has been found to be helpful to reduce congestion during COVID-19 illness with the non-productive cough stage. Other phytonutrients in the citrus peel also have other antiviral and anti-inflammatory benefits that can help during an infection, such as the hesperidin, quercetin, the vitamin C, and other flavonoids like nobilitine. Synergistic benefits mean an additive effect. The sum is greater than the single part. The benefits of a variety of phytonutrients within a food may provide much greater benefits together than any would be able to do on their own. Synergistic benefits means the different phytonutrients are working together to perform a function that none of the chemicals could do on their own. As a team, stuff can be done that a single person just really is not ever going to be able to achieve necessarily all on their own. Teamwork is the way nutrients work, and synergy often is found with herbal medicine, functional plant foods. When chemists or scientists try to extract one single phytonutrient as the beneficial phytonutrient from a plant, sometimes it is found that really the single nutrients all seem to not work as well on their own as the herb did when given as a whole herbal medicine whether as a tea or as a powdered capsule or some other form. We don't really know how plants and humans kind of evolve together to benefit each other, but it happened, and it took hundreds of thousands of years. Asian cultures have been around for over 2,000 years and have been working with soy and fermented foods and making soy safer. Umami is an Asian word used to describe the savory flavor of glutamate and other free amino acids found in fermented foods like soy sauce, pickles, and also in wine and alcoholic beverages. Umami taste receptors are activated by some of the amino acids. Free amino acids make up proteins when joined together, and we need protein for health as a building block for our muscles and membranes and throughout our body, our enzymes, organ tissues. When the amino acids are broken down into the individual free amino acids, there can be a stimulating effect caused by some of the free amino acids, while others can have a calming effect. The common sense humans have found with the enjoyment of fermented foods might be 
because they do have that stimulating and or calming effect with the free amino acid content, as well as providing us microbiome, bacteria, and other benefits. But again, too much might leave us feeling nauseous and over alcohol inebriated. So our taste buds help guide us towards a safe amount, a moderate amount of things, if we pay attention and stop when they're kind of signaling maxed out too much sensation. So our taste buds guide us towards what we need if we tune in and pay attention over the course of our lifetime. What really hit the spot? Which food or that nice cold glass of water after a hot workout, what really hit the spot? And then when you feel that feeling again, you'll remember a glass of water after a busy hot day really just felt like nirvana. So the body appreciates what it needs and wants and it will try to tell you by feeling better when you give it what it needs and feeling worse when you give it what, it, what harms the body or withhold nutrients that it truly does need. Tune in and listen to the signals our body is giving us. Salt to taste. What do you need right now to satisfy your innate taste for salt? A little because you're well nourished? None because you just had a very salty snack earlier and it doesn't, and salt doesn't seem appealing right now? or quite a bit of salt because you just got back from a sunny hot day of errands. Drink plenty of water too, and remember potassium is the electrolyte needed in balance with sodium. Salt on a slice of cantaloupe, tomato salsa with tortilla chips, pickle slices with lettuce on a sandwich are all examples of snacks that provide potassium along with the sodium of table salt. Tortilla chips in the sandwich would also be providing some magnesium which also is lost in greater amounts during a sweaty day of exercise or work. Popcorn, peanuts, or other salty trail mixes would provide salt and magnesium and some potassium. Nutrients are a team. Synergy. Think teamwork when thinking about nutrients and phytonutrients. Thanks for listening. I hope to hear how you are feeling. Email jen at peaceishappy.org.